This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. It is brought to you by Rob Golfie with Raymax Escarpment Realty and the Golfie team. My name is Rick Samprin. The game at Tim Hortons Field isn't quite over yet. There's a minute 41 to go. The good news is the Hamilton Tiger Cats have a 25-23 lead with Sergio Castillo lining up a 37-yard field goal to try to extend it to 28-23 and make it a at least a touchdown game. Uh, for the Hamilton Tiger Cats as they search for their first win of the season here in 2017. Castillo will nail the field goal through the upright. So with 117 to go, uh, Castillo's fourth field goal of the game has given the Tiger Cats now a 28-23 lead. And uh, let me tell you, this game has had uh, some ups and downs. There's been some turnovers. There's been some big plays. I already know, even with this game in hand, I already know my player of the game. And um, obviously we'll take your votes on that note as uh, this game draws to a close. We will also name our fifth quarter fan of the night. And, you know, if this scoreline holds, I think one of my my big questions tonight for the fan base of the Hamilton Tiger Cats is because this wasn't, or I mean, the game's still on, but if it does come to be that the Cats win this, because it hasn't been a convincing victory. I mean, they they haven't been blowing out the Eskimos. They have led for the entire ball game. You know, the question I have is: Are you convinced that the Tie Cats have turned the corner, the proverbial corner? Or is this one of those instances where just one of those ball games and they just happen to make more plays than Edmonton? I will say that the Ticats defense has played much better than in games past this season. At this point of the ball game, they've held Mike Riley to 282 yards, so no 506-yard game like we saw against Ricky Ray, no 436-yard game like we saw against Travis Lule, and... Uh, no 380-yard game like we saw the Ticats defense give up to Kevin Glenn. Right now they've held Mike Riley somewhat in check and just allowing 282 yards passing. Riley does have a couple of touchdowns, and he has completed 69.7% of his passes. And for Riley, with a minute 10 to go, uh, you know, anything can happen. I mean, these guys won the title a couple of years ago. Yeah, they have some injuries on offense, there's no Adarius Bowman tonight. He's out with a hamstring injury. Uh, Shamad Chambers on the six-game injured list. So Edmonton does have some injury woes, just like the Tiger Cats. And the Eskimos will start this drive on their own 35-yard line, again with 70 seconds left to play in this football game. And a big play off the hop with the Eskimos already at midfield. Vidal Hazelton with a nice catch and run. And so with 63 seconds to go, Edmonton is quickly at midfield. And, man, you can't count out these Edmonton Eskimos. They have some weapons, despite the injuries. And uh, they can make you pay. Quick running play, and uh, the Eskimos are across the Hamilton 40. This has to be a drive in which the Tiger Cats defense shuts the door. They cannot allow the Eskimos into the end zone. But Mike Riley and the Esks making it look easy here in the first two plays 
of this drive, which started at their own 35 and is quickly up to the Hamilton 37-yard line. And Travon Van uh, looks like he's made it just into first down ter- territory, so this drive will definitely continue. In a matter of minutes, once this ball game is officially done, there's 46 seconds to go. A field goal is no good for the Eskimos right now. They have to get into the end zone. It is a five-point spread. And uh, Edmonton must get a touchdown to win. So they'll be going for it uh, until they get into the end zone. So once this ball game is in the books, we will uh, throw open the phones at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. We'll take your calls, your emails, your tweets. You can vote for your player of the game. We will also name our fifth quarter fan of the night. Another big toss by Riley to the Hamilton 15. And on first and 10 there, it is nearly intercepted, but Hazleton is going to score a touchdown. Are you kidding me? With 23 seconds to go, Riley to Hazleton, and it's the Eskimos who are on top with 23 ticks left to go. My, oh my, 29-28 Eskimos. This is the first lead of the ball game. There is a flag on the field. Is it going to go against the Ticats or is it going to go against the Eskimos? Our referee tonight, by the way, is uh, Andre Pru. And it looks like it's going to go against Hamilton. So the Eskimos, with a one-point lead pending the extra point, I would assume they're going to go for two. Make it a three-score game and force the Tiger Cats to at least try a field goal to tie up this ball game. But Mike Riley, again, this guy has been just a dynamo in his career and seems to just make the big plays when they're needed. And once again was called upon. Let's not forget, this drive started at the 35, and they whizzed down the field. It was a minute 10 left to play in this football game. And they used up about 47 seconds to get into the end zone. Uh, This Ticats defense... Man, oh man. Had an opportunity to shut the door, but uh, they could not. There is a challenge flag as well that's been thrown by Kent Austin. He's probably going to challenge pass interference on the play. So we'll review that. But for this Ticats team, 0-3 coming into this football game. Eskimos 3-0 coming into this football game. But when you look at the records and how these two teams have played, I think the Eskimos had won all three of their games uh, by combined nine points, which is not a heck of a lot. When you consider that the Tiger Cats lost their first two games by 17 points each, and uh, they lost the first game 32-15 against Toronto and the next game against the Rough Riders uh, 37-20, uh, last week got blown away as well, 41-26. And uh, tonight, just like all the other games have been for the Edmonton Eskimos, it is a uh, it's a tight one. It's a nail-biter. I got a tweet from David, who always tweets the show. Uh, have a good show. I'm going to weep quietly in my pillow. Secondary is ridiculous. 
I will say this. The secondary started out okay. Richard Leonard, I think, is a ball player. I think he's going to stick here. Uh, but when Lynn went down, by the way, the coach's challenge was uh, denied. This touchdown is going to stand. Ken Austin, I think, was challenging an illegal block on Duke Williams, but that block looked okay to me. Uh, Keon Lynn went down with an injury in this ball game, and uh, it seemed like ever since he left the game, the Ticats' defense, I'm not going to say collapsed, but maybe sagged a little bit. There was an emotional kind of letdown. Although they had been playing, ah, okay. I did have, and I, I was gonna, I was gonna say I'd stick with this no matter what the result. As Edmonton waltzes in for a two-point convert, so it is thirty-one twenty-eight for the Edmonton Eskimos with twenty-three seconds left to go. Man, this would be just a crushing defeat for the Hamilton Tiger Cats if they cannot at least get a field goal, force overtime. And, uh, and maybe try their luck in the OT period. Uh, I was going to say, you know, if, whether or not the scoreline changes, and it has changed over the last 47 seconds of, of game time, uh, I was going to name Ted Laurent my player of the game. And that might still occur, although I might now change it to Mike Riley. And it's not just on that drive. I mean, he's had a pretty good ball game. He's made some pretty good throws tonight. And let's not forget, without, he's number one weapon to Darius Bowman, who's out, as I mentioned, with a bad hamstring. But he's now up to 347 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, By the way, Mike Riley now has uh, seven touchdowns on the season and uh, no interceptions. That's pretty darn good. He is definitely a franchise quarterback. Well, no doubt about it. Led the Eskimos to a great cup a couple of seasons ago. So the Tiger Cats, with 23 seconds to go, have the football in Brandon Banks' hands on the kickoff return. And Banks will find himself to the Tiger Cats 22 and no further with 13 seconds to go. So, folks, it does not look good for the Tiger Cats. There is a flag on the field. This could be... An 0 and 4 scenario. An 0 and 4 scenario. Got a tweet from Manny who writes uh, that block that was reviewed was the same block that cost us the Grey Cup. Uh, no, I think it was a little bit different. I think it was a little bit different. I think this block on the the touchdown reception by Hazelton, blocked by Williams. I think was okay. I think it was on the shoulder. I don't think it was on the back. I'd have to see it again. I saw it in real time. Uh, the Edmonton Eskimos are going to go on and win this football game as Zach Caleros is picked off with four seconds to go. And the party, as they say, is over. Interception made by Kenny Ladler. And Edmonton is going to improve to 4-0. and the Tiger Cats will sink to 0 and 4. My, oh my. It looked good for most of this football game. It looked very good for most of this football game. But at the end, it turned out to be another loss for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. 
Let's throw open the phones at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. If you're at the stadium, I know you are downtrodden and leaving as you speak and we speak. And uh, listen, we'll give you a few minutes to get to your automobile. Take a deep breath before you uh, turn on the ignition. Because this, this loss tonight is going to sting the most. No doubt about it. Let's take a break here on the fifth quarter. When we come back, we will relay the scoring summary, and we will take your calls, tweets, and emails on the Tiger Cats' latest loss as they remain winless in 2017. You're listening to the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. 31-28. Tiger Cats lose. They had led for most of this ball game, and tonight just could not shut the door and get that elusive first victory of 2017. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. We are all over Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. We're going to take your thoughts on tonight's ball game. You know, the earlier question I had when the Ticats were winning 28-23 was, are you convinced this Ticats team has turned the corner? Uh, they're still kind of rounding the bend, aren't they? Let's take your votes for player of the game. We'll name our fifth quarter fan of the night before we are off the air at 11.30. Let's start at the top of the phone deck, and Darcy's on the line. Good evening, Darcy. Wow, that's all i got to say, Rick. Yeah. Wow. Uh can I challenge that play? <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one? Andre Pruel, honestly, this guy and his whole crew, I'm not blaming them for but honestly, to watch this kind of game with this officiating crew is a joke. The challenges are in, they got to do something about this. It's this getting league. ridiculous, yeah. It, it, it's pathetic. Like, I, honestly, I can't even watch the game. It's totally turning me off. Um, it's, it's just a joke, honestly. But, uh, with Ken Austin, uh, Sherman and his stats in the first half were pretty good. In the second half, he gets away from the run. He does the like. I know. Anyway, that's no surprise. But uh, it's, fun, it's, it's the- You know what? It's funny you mention that because I was leaving the stadium. What, what what I do for home games is go to the stadium for the first half. You know, get a sense of what's happening. Uh, you know, in, in in at Tim Hortons Field. You know, get a feel for the game. And then obviously, I can't broadcast the fifth quarter from there, so I leave at halftime. And I told someone at halftime, I said, they have to continue to run the ball because they did it effectively in the first half. They didn't do any of that in the second half. And it's yeah. it's, it's horrible. Yeah, I, I, it just, it just shake, makes you shake your head. Uh, this is professional football, Mr. Austin. And uh, I'm fed up with this guy, to be honest. I, he, 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 makes me, uh, he makes me sick. Uh, fans pay good money to come and watch this. You're not the, you're the head coach, but uh, use your brain, man. Like, it's common sense. The guy's rushing for 61 yards, and then you don't even use him anymore. No wonder Caleros is running for his life. And, and we lost the game. So there you go. With regards to the secondary, I don't know. Do you know where these people are? Butler, Emmanuel Davis, and the guy we signed from Ottawa, Cano- Abdul Kane, yeah, they're all on the injured list. So they're. Is, they're, what, they're I, I, I'm just trying to figure out because I don't hear anything about them. What exactly? Like, it's like a. Uh, a mystery. What's going on with these guys? Yeah, they've. Uh, uh, with injuries with this team, and I'm, you know, I'm going to guess this is probably the scenario with most teams, is that they don't really. Um, 
let you know what exactly is going on. We do know that Abdul Kane is pretty darn close. He's now on the one game injured list, uh, and he might be back the next the next game, uh, which is going to be in Calgary, and that'll be a tough one for Butler. Uh, he's still recovering from uh, you know his ankle injury from last year. And Emmanuel Davis is an interesting one because they've been very tight-lipped on on what is ailing him. So uh, yeah. I, I, it's usually when they come back, it's like, oh, yeah, I had this. Well, well my, my whole point is what I'm trying to make is Davis and you know, these two guys, they paid them damn good money with regards to CFL salaries. Yeah, they were both and, free uh, agents, yeah. They're not even playing. Yeah. By the time, but, like, that's the frustrating part of, as, as being a Tiger Cat fan. We sign these guys. And we release other guys to go to the league, and they play better. And yet these guys, are, I don't know, they're not even playing, and, and, and they're eating into our cap. And it's its just, uh, it makes makes us look Bush League. Like, uh, like by the time they come back, we're going to be 0-6, 0-7. So I'm not saying that Could be. that they're going to be the saviors of the team, but they're they are definitely a big part of the team. And, um and, and one more thing, the guy that we brought in from Winnipeg, I, I, I can't remember his name. Damon Washington? No, no, not him. There was another guy we just signed last week, and he got in the game tonight. He missed a tackle. He, he's terrible. I, I'm, I'm sorry, his name escapes me right now, but uh, he played eight games for Winnipeg last year. We, okay. we just we just signed him last year. He, if I was uh, um, on the coaching staff, I'd be cutting him right tonight. <laughs> Who's your player of the game? Uh, I'd have to give it to Andre Pruhl and the officiating crew. Oh. Once again, they, they steal the show. Honestly, if they, need, if they don't fix this soon, it, it, it's just uh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's terrible to watch. Darcy, thanks for the call. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml. At Rick Samprin. We're live until 11.30 tonight, so get your calls in if you want to voice your opinion on the Ticats' latest loss. Now, 0-4 on the season. Jess on Twitter, at Rick Samprin writes, Coach Jeff Reinbold, all due respect, we don't have the DBs for two- and three-man rushes. Mike says, Coaching cost us this one. Needed that TD, not field goal. D needs some help. Castillo for player of the game. Sergio Castillo, 4 for 4 tonight on field goals. He was good from 46, from 46, from 37, and from 18. That was the first field goal of the football game. Mike on Twitter, at Rick Samprin. Well, on the bright side, they banged uh, the banged-up secondary, looked better tonight, and when the four injured veterans return, it might be good. And David on... Uh, Twitter also writes, I might just listen to hear juicy stuff. Reinbold has to be on the hot seat. Has to be. Zach and Banks are not themselves. And Jack on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, tweets, This is a joke. You run it on second and four. And I say you run it when you're running it well. And the Ticats were running it well in the first half. Ross Schuerman had 10 carries on the night. For 68 yards. I think after the first half, he had eight carries for 61. They didn't run the ball. Had the lead. Could have chewed up the clock. Could have kept Edmonton's defense on the field longer. Could have controlled the time of possession. Could have controlled field position. Because they were running it effectively. And they chose not to. 
Frank is on the line. Frank, thanks for calling the fifth quarter. How are you? How you doing, buddy? I haven't talked to you since last season. Uh, thanks for calling in. I'm very disappointed, but uh, like every Ticat fan, um, I have to agree with the, the Twitterers and whatever. This Ryan Bolt guy, when they brought him in, I did not like it. As I remember years ago in Winnipeg, uh, he wasn't very well liked from the whole league. But everybody, all my friends and whatever, they say they were Ticat fans, but and they say, fire the coach, fire the coach. I said, well, I don't think that's the answer. But I'm kind of swaying a little bit. But uh, So why, why are you saying that? Why are you swaying? I'm swaying like maybe Austin's time is over. Okay, um, I understand. You know, like I like the guy. I think he's a very good, smart a smart football guy. It, but it's just, it's just so frustrating. Come on. We controlled the whole game, and then boom. It's like... What are you doing? Like, what what's going on with the coaching here? And like, and I agree with like the Twitters there and everything. Like, you're running the ball, and it's doing well, and then you just go away from it. Pass, 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 pass. Well, I'm sorry, Mister Austin, you're not playing anymore. I know he was a pass happy guy, but enough is enough. Like, and in, 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 it's just so frustrating. I was so happy, and now I'm. I'm happy, but <laughs> I'll always be a Ticat fan. Well, that's good to hear. Who's your uh, player of the game? Um, I'd have to say, well, maybe uh, Mr. Riley. Mike Riley is not a bad choice. He had a fantastic outing. During that drive at the end, like, see you later. Like, thank you. Thank you for your time. And, you know. And, and they went yeah. down the field so quickly. Exactly. It was like they, they were letting him do it. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Well, Frank, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the night. Mike Riley, uh, 27 of 37, completed 73% of his passes for 350 yards and three TDs. I was going to name Ted Laurent my player of the game. He had two defensive tackles, three quarterback sacks, and a forced fumble. Not a bad night at the office, but i got to go to Mike Riley. When the chips were down, Mike Riley stepped up and said, Guys, hop on the old shoulders here. Let's get a victory. When we come back, more of your calls. We have Anthony, Rob, Mike. We got emails and tweets to get to. All that and a whole lot more coming up here on the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML, Hamilton's news talk leader. The fifth quarter brought to you by Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Quick email from Phil who says, Hi, Rick, another game, another loss. With a couple of minutes left in the game and a two-point lead, the Cats marched into Edmonton territory, and instead of going for the touchdown and killing the clock in the process, the Cats played it conservatively, went for the field goal, which opened the door for the Eskimos to come back and score the winning TD. Sick of watching the tigerless cats fill in the hammer. And an email from, I think it's Uwe, like Uwe Krupp. Uh, Hi, Rick. Totally frustrated in the play calling. Second and four to go at the end, and you run it up the middle. Everyone in the stadium knew it was going there. No play action, nothing. This loss is on Austin. Dave on email as well. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. Can't call in tonight. 5 a.m. wake-up call. <laughs> uh, Ticats, better tonight. Some questionable play calling on offense. Too bad. Probably cost them the game. Hopefully they keep improving. Go Cats. Funny you mentioned 5 a.m. wake-up call, Dave. That's my wake-up call tomorrow morning. So, uh, yeah. 
I'll be a little blurry-eyed, but who cares? We're talking tie cats here. Uh, on Twitter, let's go to uh, Paul, who tweets at Rick Samprin, uh, what the heck, although he used a, a different acronym, uh, to uh, do the cats have to do to win the game? They look decent, but now what? Got Sauce tweets, is there any better way to sum up being a Ticat fan than that game? Bruce, it's not how you start the game, it's how you finish. Oh and 4, hashtag wow, hashtag fifth quarter. Same thing as last week, they stopped the run. Jack says, stop blaming Banks for his returns, there's no blocking, it's garbage. Uh, Vic tweets, Zach needs an SJ Green or Ellingson along with what he has, it makes a big difference missing Tolliver for defenders covering also. And uh, David tweets, they say next man up, but not all men are created equal. Injuries have ruined this season, and it's not even August. No, it is not. But it is 0-4. Back to the phones we go. We have Mike, Rob, and Anthony, who's on the line. Hey, Anthony, how are you? Not bad, Rick. How about yourself? I'm okay. What do you got? Well, I'm a little bit frustrated, first of all, like every other Titan fan. Yes. Okay. I just don't understand what Austin's doing with his play selection. It's frustrating. You know, like fourth, uh, second and four with a minute 17 seconds left. And why are we running it up the middle? Why are we going conservative? He knows that our defense can't hold Edmonton's offense. Mm-hmm. Rogers, did you, if you watched it, Rogers got beat on the last drive almost every play. Yeah. I think, I, I don't mind the run call. I think that was a little too predictable, though. Now, why not run the it outside? Screen, the, screen, the screen was there all game Exactly. Long. Even the shovel pass. Over the middle. They were blitzing over the middle all game long. Why didn't we go over the middle? I can't answer that. I understand that our defense, our corners, our safeties, we got four or five guys on disabled list. But you know what? It's the next man up. These, these guys are professional. Yeah, they're in the league for a reason. You know, you can't use you can't use injuries as an excuse anymore. No, I mean there comes there comes a point where I mean you can if okay. if if you have like you know a multitude of stars on your injury list, I, I can understand. But can you understand know th- this that, team but... has had injuries for four or five years now. I mean debilitating well, ones. Well, and you signed Butler, and he's been injured for the last two years. Poor guy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, then you get uh, you signed the, the guy from Ottawa. He hasn't even played. Abdul Kanaya, Emmanuel Davis, same thing. Emmanuel he hasn't played Davis. this year. And then then, then our, our receiving core is depleted completely. Like the guy number twelve. He he gets a he gets a three yard pass. He needs a five yards for, for a first down. He goes backwards. Like it's 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 common sense. Don't you guys play they play football for for a living. <laughs> hey Anthony, who's your player of the game? Um What's his name? Laurent. Teddy Laurent. Yeah, he had a strong he, game. He, he, he was a beast tonight. Definitely. Appreciate and the like, call. And I, and I like, like Capicotti. Justin Capicotti's got an engine. Thanks for the uh, call, Anthony. Justin Capicotti, I'm, I'm a fan of his. Uh, former Eskimo, former Red Black. Uh, he's got a motor that uh, does not stop. Back to the phones. Mike's on the line. Hey, Mike, how are you? How's it going? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, what I want to talk about today is just uh, the play calling. I think, um, you know, many of the times we're sending either four or five wide receivers deep with a couple just doing out routes and, or, or, or cutbacks. And, you know, we have no, no option, no 
backup option for Zach, and I think we're putting Zach in a bad place. Okay, so how would that change the 0-4 record, though? Well, you know, I think uh, a few times we got to have, have either, you know, a lot of flats or a lot of screens. You know, when we, when we had that one play where they blitzed four going around, and we did that little shovel pass to Schulerman. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are things that we gotta start. We gotta start doing. We don't do a lot of flats. We don't do a lot of screens, and and that's things that we can do to uh, sharpen up the offense. We have Zach throwing, you know, twenty-yard passes uh, where he's standing that are only five-yard passes from the line of scrimmage yeah. all the time, and we're expecting our wide receivers to break a tackle to get first downs. There's tons of times on second and ten we're only throwing six-yard passes. I mean, like, what, what, what are we expecting here? Well, look at Edmonton's offense, and, and, and not just to dissect that last-minute drive, but, I mean, they spread the ball around. Their receivers were open. They made the catch. Not only that, they had yards after the catch. That offense looked amazing in the last minute. I agree. I agree. But you know what? I, from, I only watched on TV today. I was at the game last week. But when you look at what our offense is doing, we are trying to hit we have like we have like just hell mary routes that are going, and then two guys are doing cutbacks. I could call better plays on on, on uh, Madden seventeen right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you, Mike. Who's we, your? We have to if Zach's rolling to the right. We have to have we have to have an easy route for him where at least it's going to be a five yard gain, and then maybe that guy can cut for the first time. Exactly. We're not doing that. Who... He's cutting to the outside. That one play where he hit, I think it was Junior Collins. That was like a miracle pass. You, you saw him, you saw him cutting, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Exactly. It, it, I don't. I don't think the play calling is 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 what is what's tailored for Zach. And I feel like it is tailored for what Jeremiah can do. But I think Zach's the better quarterback, and you can tell he's frustrated. Mm-hmm. He wants nothing to do with this right now. Who's your player of the game? My player of the game. I would have. I mean, I love Will Hill. I think once Will Hill is in there. Everything changes. You got to give it to Ted Laurent. I think you got to give it to Ted Laurent because Will Hill is in there. So I'll go with Will Hill. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Mike. 905 645 3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. Edmonton beating Hamilton 31 28 tonight with a touchdown uh, with 23 seconds left to go. Gus on Twitter tweets at AM 900 CHML the defense is a joke. And Liam on Twitter as well. Tweets need a coaching change across the board. He wants to clean house. Also on Twitter, uh, Hammy, uh, leave out the rest, uh, offsides were a killer tonight. Uh, Gotsas also tweeting, name me a coach replacement better than Austin. People need to stop with that stuff. And uh, Manny also says, what I want to say, you can't read on air. Good job, fans. Abe on Twitter also says, signs of hope tonight? Maybe. With a couple of dots. Maybe. I I don't know. I don't know if we can say signs of hope. Back to the phone we go, and uh, Rob is on the line. Hey, Rob, thanks for waiting. How you doing, Rick? Good. How are you? Uh, Pretty good. Uh, i got a couple things I want to get off my chest. Okay. First off, we're all we're we're seeming like we're always we're all talking about the offense and the play calling. What about our play calling on defense? I mean, Reinbull is that 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 to me is was totally uncalled for. 
I mean, early in the game, they got Edmonton at second and 26, and they go with a three-man rush. And Zeiss, uh, what's his name, Zeiser, he cut the pass for 20, like 29 yards. They got less than a minute to go in the game. You got them inside, what, the 30-yard line? And we go with a three-man rush, and they complete the pass again for first down. I mean, you can't you, – you, you, you pressure them all, all game – to go into a to prevent defense is with our defensive backs is uncalled for. Yeah, it, you know what? I thought they were going to be a lot more aggressive. Well, they should have been. Yeah. I mean, it's no, I mean, they were getting to Riley. Why call off the dogs now? Yeah, it's second and twenty-six. I mean, come on. I mean, it's first. You know, you you got like a minute twenty left or a minute twenty, whatever ten was. I mean, to go with a that I'm so frustrated. It just drives me nuts. I mean, I can't believe our defense was like that. And to me, it's all rhymeable. I mean, I don't, I don't like him there, and I didn't like him as a special team coach, even though Brandon Banks got all those big yards. I mean, I, there's something missing there, and everybody's all upset with Austin and and stuff. And I agree to a certain extent, but I mean, Zach's got to take some responsibility too. I mean, there sure. was the one play. I mean, he, he tried a, a bomb to Tasker, and it was a three-man coverage. Yeah, that was a bad decision. Oh, it, it, you're already in field goal range. Yep. I mean, you can't force the ball in. you got to take what you can get, you know. I yep. mean, well, hey, l- listen, Edmonton got three points off that interception, and they won by three points tonight. Yeah. I there mean, you go. Who's your player of the game tonight, Rob? I, I, I honestly like that Coleman guy. Oh, Devon Coleman. He had a, he had a couple of walloping hits. Oh, man, he... I think um, Riley's feeling the pain right now. Oh, he'll feel it for a week, that's for sure. Thanks for the call, Rob. Have a good night. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Let's go to Linda, who's been waiting patiently. Hey, Linda, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Not too shabby. Thanks for calling. Um, I'll change the tone. I just want to know, and I, I probably know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyways. How far onto the field are coaches allowed to go? <laughs> uh, you know what? They're not allowed to go on the field, to be honest. Because when uh, when, when the play is on, oh. when, well, when, the, when the play is on, Benavides, Benavides, and all the other coaches were so far onto the field tonight that yep. it was ridiculous, and we kept yelling at them to get off the field. And and it, why wouldn't the ref call something like that? You know, they're a little lenient. If you watch the Ticat sideline, Kent is usually on the field. If not, uh, Jeff Reinbold as well. Maybe a couple of other coaches and even a player or two. Uh, they they are lenient with the sidelines, and and if they started cracking down on that, I don't know, there might be a, a lot of pushback from the coaches. Because you did see it as well. Then, oh yeah, I see it every game. Doing. I see it every game. Yeah, but especially tonight, Edmonton was really onto the field, mm-hmm. calling the players towards him and everything. So yeah, I just thought I'd mention that yeah. tonight. Who's your player of the game tonight? Well, I say all the people who are banging those uh, clackers together, especially my husband next to me, because. <laughs> We were the 13th man there trying as hard as we could to help out those cats tonight. The thunder sticks were loud, yes. That's right. Thanks for the call, Linda. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Have a good one. We're going to take another break here. We have Brad, Dan, Jake, Tommy on the line. More emails and tweets to get to. You're listening to the fifth quarter. It's brought to you by Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team on AM 900 CHML. And welcome back. This is Hamilton's News Talk Leader, AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. You know, I was thinking, I was just talking to producer Will Erskine on the other side of the glass. We've had so many guys and girls call in and tweet and email 
And I'm thinking uh, we might as well just go to midnight. I mean, let's just talk Ticans football until midnight. I know i got to get up in like five hours after midnight, but who cares? Ticats losing tonight 31-28. They're now 0-4, Edmonton 4-0. And to make matters worse, my oh my, the Tiger Cats go to Calgary next week, then visit Edmonton the week after that. Could this team be 0-6? It looks like that is going to be the case if they continue to play like they are. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email Rick at 900CHML.com. On Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. Email from Ed. Rick, this team lost but showed potential. He's got a number of questions here. Can this team show pride and work hard and eventually work to be 10 wins out of, he says 16, I think he means 18, at the end of the season? Will this team dig deep and work hard? If they can, then they deserve support. Underdogs. Is Speedy B done, or is no one opening lanes for him? On the other side, why can't three or four cats stop one runner? Can the cats protect Zach? Can they give him more variety in a consistent running game? Can this team show pride and fight? If they can, then they deserve support. A poor start, but if they can be 10 out of 16 at the end, and again, I think he means 10 out of 18, they're in the playoffs. Can they? That is the question. This team has potential if the team cares. All the best, Ed G. Still like number 36 running game for player of the game. That would be Ross Shurman. Tweet from Sandy. At Rick Samprin. Better game than expected tonight, but Cats had it and let it go. So disappointing. Hard to keep the faith. Ooh. Them's fighting words. Hard to keep the faith. Keep the faith! Never know what's going to happen. We got uh, Tommy, Dan, and Brad, who's now live on the fifth quarter. Hey, Brad, how are you? Hey, Rick, how are you doing this season? Not too bad. How are you? Uh, better seasons. <laughs> yes, we've had better seasons. We've had yeah, slow starts. Also, I haven't called in yet this season. Yeah, to talk about. So. We, we haven't seen a start like this in a while, though. It's brutal. It's brutal. There's a lot of problems going on. I noticed tonight, particularly that uh, you know we're we're we had this problem two seasons ago when Kent was complaining about it about the guys not being able to tackle, and we saw a lot of that tonight. You know, the guys would be flying along, and this it take four or five of them to bring one guy down. I agree, and in some cases, four guy four or five guys going to tackle and nobody bringing the guy down. Well, this is it. You know, it's it's scary. It's a, you know I don't know what to do. Uh, the first uh, three games there, or four, or yeah, first two games, we, you know, you saw the defense was blitzing every play. You know, you can't, you can't blitz on every play. And then tonight, you hardly saw a blitz. It's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can't just turn off the light switch. Maybe dim it a little, but you can't just turn it off. You know. Yeah. Now, now you're playing with your philosophy, right? I mean, you're, are you going to be an aggressive defense, or are you going to be one that's more laid back and kind of just uh, you know, smother the opposition. I had higher hopes for Ryan Bald. He tends to be an aggressive coach. And and just, you know, I, I thought, okay, the blitz, you know, okay, time to get, uh, you know, working together and, and the feel of each other and so on and so forth. And, boy, it just kind of bittered out there. And, uh, you know, and then on the offensive side, uh, you know, uh, they, they shored up on the right side there uh, last week and it seemed to work out. And they stuck with that. I'm proud of them for that. Um, I think the problem is Zach. 
Zach seems a little gun shy. Well, you know what? He made some. He made some pretty. I thought. Um, I'm not going to say heroic, but I thought daring throws. Like there was a couple of guys on the intended receiver. Uh, some some connected, some did not. But I I thought he was a little more aggressive this game than in past games. There was some flashes of Zach of two years ago. Yes, yes. Right. But you know, as Kent Austin is so. Uh, fond of saying if you're not doing your job if you're not performing to your potential then next man up yeah all right and i really think it's time to you know what zach he's he's always seems frustrated out there perfect example was that that long bomb to tins in the end zone there was uh um who was it there the, the collins was 20 yards out wide open there wasn't a man for 15 yards all the way around him mm-hmm. And they only needed 10 to get the first down. But no, he has to go for that long bomb. And yeah. you know what? Every coach in the CFL knows that's what Zach's going to do. Yeah, it's, know, become, it's become a little too predictable. A little too predictable. And, you know, and the thing is, I, I had to stay home tonight. I, I, you know, I wasn't able to go last week either. I hurt my back. So I'm watching at home here, and I could hear a cheer in the crowd when they put Masoli in for that one play. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. You know, and I'm thinking, you know what, Masoli, almost to, almost this time last year, you know, he came back from that 26 point deficit. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and that was against Edmonton. Against Edmonton, yeah. We we Rick, we had those guys all night long. Yeah. We had Riley's number. You know, and just, just, just could not put him down. Uh, you know, we we no, we 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 let up. We had their we had our hands around their throat. We mm-hmm. let go. Yeah. Who's your player really? of the game tonight? I gotta go for the Cookie Monster, big, big, Teddy, big, big, big Teddy Laurent. Yeah, hey, whenever you can get three he sacks, awesome he had an awesome night. He's what ten sacks on the season already. Man, he's having one of those years where you just kind of step back and think, man, uh, you know, how high can he go in these certain statistical categories? Hey, he dropped what thirty pounds on the off season. He, he looks great. He's listed at two ninety nine right now. He looks, I'm, I'm not sure if I believe that, but he looks great. Yeah, well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't believe two ninety nine either, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I keep saying, you know, feed them those uh, Haitian cookies. Yeah, yeah, keep keep, keep them coming. Give give them a box for every sack. (laughs) Hey, Brad, I got to go. Thanks for the call. All right, all right. Talk to you later. You can uh, join in on the fun here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. We have Tommy, Alex, and Dan, who is on the line. Hey, Dan, how are you? Great, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, hey, thanks for holding on so long. I appreciate it. Oh, no worries, Rick. You're worth it, definitely. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, just a few quick comments. To me, love my cats. Mm-hmm. The coaches seem to me to be out of touch with the players, especially um, Mr. Austin, which I have nothing more to say about him. Yeah. But in every aspect of our team, they do. So wh- what makes you think that? Well, the example on, on the where they were going to go for a field goal, and then all, all of a sudden... Why would you not go for a touchdown? And then they took the guys back on and off the field, and we got the touchdown to Tasker. Yeah, this is the Tasker TD. Like, that's a no-brainer. So if you miss it, then Edmonton has the ball in the two-yard line, so they got a hell of a long field. Yeah, I mean, you're third and goal from the two. Uh, Go for the TD. I mean, you're 0-3. That's right. And Brennan Banks, I think he's had his day. Wow. And... uh, 
Well, he has, Rick. Come on, like enough's enough. He well, we haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time we saw something to get us out of our seats? Well, he runs east to west. He's yeah, not, he's not running north anymore because he's got his money, unfortunately. But to me, the team seems very confused. I would certainly like to see Mazzoli in there uh, to change the pace from uh, Zach. Um, he's got a hell of an arm. He can and he can run. He can run the ball and change things up. Like, geez, like, he's good. Like, you know he's good. And I really think a change-up, like other CFL teams did. They, they were in for two or three, four plays, and they'd switch up another QB, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And Mazzoli, like I said, he's a hell of a guy, too. And what's up with Eric Tillman? What What is his job? What is Besides being a GM, what is he doing? Well, he's he's obviously the general manager, but he's also, you know, scouting the league for, you know, talent uh, across the CFL. And after four games, he's come up with... Well, yeah. Tell the truth. Well, it's it's hard to do it in season until those NFL cuts come, and wow. maybe and maybe they're waiting for that. Well, we all know that. Yeah, but I mean, they also have guys on the injured list who they're considering. You know, when are they going to come back? Do we have to make a move here? Uh, because there is a cost, obviously, when you're bringing in someone in. Well, well, certainly, as a gentleman called you earlier and told you that we have so many players on injury list, and yeah. definitely we have, we have to pay them. Uh, understood, but. I just don't understand Eric Tillman does. You're expecting more. Well, definitely. Does he have more power than Ken Austin? No. Or Ken Austin, the whole... Kent Kent is the vice president of football operations, so he's basically in charge of everything to do with what's happening on the field. Okay. Another, Another point. So we don't run the ball, which you know, and everybody else in Ticat land and everybody else across the CFL knows. Right. Why can you not put the running back, which we have a great one in Sherman, or Sherman, wherever you want to pronounce his name, yeah. on the offensive line to add another one to give Zach some more time? Yeah, we'll see that from time to time. But, I mean, if if a team knows that you're not going to run and you're just going to have a guy who's going to chip block, why not put a fullback there or another well, offensive line? Well, that's what I'm saying. And here. now you got a two tight end set, right? But Rick, that's what I'm saying to you. You already know that we're not running. Yeah, like, yeah. Eighty-five percent of the time. So why not put that guy up? Yeah. Who's your player of the game tonight? Awesome. Tonight? Oh, definitely, Schick. I disagree with you with uh, Riley, but Schick, oh come on. No way. I'm not going for an Edmonton player. I'm a Ticat fan. <laughs> so who do you got? Pardon me. Who's your player of the game? John Schick. Oh, John Schick. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, thanks for the call. Have a, a great rest of the night. Let's take another break. We have Tommy, we have Alex, and we have Tom. Uh, Guys, stay on the phone. We're going to get to you. There's no doubt about it. We're going to go all the way to midnight. We have more tweets and emails to get to. Will is uh, munching on some cookies from Barb and and Steve Townsend. Another amazing batch. And uh, I'm I'm still kind of, you know, digesting as we speak. Uh, But they're powering me through until uh, midnight tonight. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email your thoughts on tonight's 31-28 Tiger Cats loss to the Edmonton Eskimos. Hamilton was winning this ball game from the start, 
to, well, with about 23 seconds to go. And Mike Riley hit Vidal Hazelton on a 15-yard touchdown uh, plus the two-point conversion, 31-28 the final. Edmonton, 4-0. Hamilton, 0-4. Uh, Email from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C. Stephen, hopefully the wildfires in B.C. are not affecting your community because there is a firestorm here in Hamilton that we're trying to pull out. Uh, what a heartbreaker, Rick, on that last Edmonton drive to give them the last touchdown. Sanders went for the pick. I do not blame him for that. He almost did pick off that pass. I kind of like, uh, or I like that kind of play, even when it goes badly. All our guys need is a bit of luck. Vast improvement over the last two games. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Uh, Hard to get on anyone for this loss. Sometimes you just have a bit of luck as well. Players of the game, Big Ted. Phil on Twitter, or on email, pardon me, rick at 900chml.com. Uh, the running game was working so well in the first half. Why did Kent Austin deviate from the game plan in the second half? If Coach Austin never changed his game plan, the Cats probably would have ended up with a victory tonight. Time to get rid of the coach. That email from Phil. I'm not sure at this point of the year getting rid of your head coach is going to solve much. Now, it might obviously in the long term. And I don't think that this team is going to make a coaching change. At least not this year. Austin's Ticats have made the playoffs in each and every season. First two seasons, made it to the Grey Cup. Last two seasons, at least the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs this season, now you can start to build a case to say, hmm, maybe we should be moving on here. Back to the phones we go. We have... Uh, Tom, we have Alex, and we have Tommy. And Tommy has been waiting very patiently and is now on the fifth quarter. Tommy, how are you? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, actually, it's Tony. Oh, Tony! Yes. Excellent. Hi, Tony, how are you? Uh, well, I waited a few weeks to call in. How's that? Well, now you're on the air. They're okay, 0-4. How I'm do gonna, you feel? All right, I'm going to correct you on making the playoffs with Austin. Uh, you got to remember that we are in the East, and the East has been weak for years. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So now I've, I've got a, I've got three comments here, and then uh, I'll let you go. The okay. first is I think Austin has to go, okay. and I'll tell you and I'll tell you why. I don't understand his play calling. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to I'm starting to question his judgment in in evaluating players. Okay. And uh, I just think he's got too much on his plate. Being vice president of operations and being uh, the coach, I think he's got to do one or the other and, and give up one of these jobs and concentrate on one and not both. Okay. All right. Now, I, I think we should start Mazzoli because I've been watching Coloros, and to me he is not the same player as he was since the injury. I agree with that. And maybe he needs to sit down for a few games and watch and learn something. But, uh, I, I mean, if you keep putting him in there, uh, I'm going on record as saying this team is going to finish 3-15 and 15 this year. Yee. Well, th- th- that's the way I see it. Yeah. Hey, that could happen. <laughs> Excuse me. And, that could happen. And my, and my last point, which I really hope you guys could pull this through for me. Okay. Is I would like to get Bob Young on on the show. Okay. 
And I have a question for him, and I'll, I'll pose this question to you, too. I want someone to explain to me why nobody wants to stay in Hamilton. In terms I'm, of players? I, I'm tired of seeing other teams picking up our players. We have them for a year or two, and then all of a sudden they're gone. And I'm, I don't under, I don't understand why. Well, is it is it just the city? Is it? They don't like playing for this team, but I, I'm I'm getting tired of seeing all these ex tie cats coming back and killing us. I'll, I'll say this, Tony. I don't think leaving Hamilton was their choice. I think it was the front office and Ken Austin and the player personnel department saying we don't want you anymore. We saw that okay. with Greg Ellingson. We saw that right. with Markway McDaniel. We saw that with player X, player Y, player Z. And, and this is what happened. Uh, is it now three years ago when we played Saskatchewan in the Grey Cup? Uh, that would have been twenty fourteen. Yes, three three or four years ago. Well, the year we played Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm listening. I'm listening to the broadcast, and it's like. Hey, this guy played for us. That guy—I swear—half the team on Saskatchewan that year played for Hamilton. Their, their head coach was our defensive coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, I, and I—I want to—I want to ask, why can't we keep players in this city? I don't think it has anything and, and, to do with the city. I think it has the—it has well, everything to do with this coaching well, staff you know I mean. and this front I, I office mean, getting I mean, rid of them. The Tiger Cats. Yeah. No, I—I I understand what you're saying. And 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 I think a part of the reason is is Austin. Uh, like I'll go on record right now as saying I'm not buying the reason that uh, Tommy Condell left for family reasons. Nope, that's a bunch no, of BS. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure it has something to do with Ken Austin, and I th- I think I think it's a lot of people are don't like this guy. And I I mean if it, like I said, if we keep Austin, I'll tell you right now we're going to be three and fifteen. Tony, who's your player of the game tonight? I have to go with uh, Laurent. Teddy Laurent, good pick. Thanks for the call. All right. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We are going to be live until midnight tonight, 22 minutes still to play. The Eskimos might just score 79 touchdowns in that 22 minutes. I don't make mean to make a joke. Alex is on the line. Hello, Alex. Vic, how's it going? Good. How are you? You sound a little tired. Oh, I am. It's been so long since I've talked to you, so I just want to say one thing before I start talking. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me call you and talk all for the past year, I think. Yeah, hey, this is my job. You know, I love talking to you and everything. I, you know, I love when people hear me talk and everything because us young guys, we have things to say as well. So here's how I'm going to start off. That Tony guy, he makes a good point. I think a lot of... I don't think guys are leaving the city because they don't like Hamilton. It's the salary cap. And I say that, I hope I'm saying this right, it's because Zach thinks that he's worth what an NFL quarterback makes. Well, not quite. Half, half, maybe a little less. Or oh, much, much more, less than half. A lot more than that. And because he has such a strong connection with Ken Austin, sure, he's been with the team for, what, four years Zach Close has been with the team for yeah, four years. Yeah. Yeah. Except for that great cup game in BC, I don't think he's done anything to show us that he is the Zach Caleros that we that we saw in him when we when we got him. Yeah. Well this is this is year five of the Zach Caleros experiment, if 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 you will. I, I thought he yeah. was fantastic in twenty fifteen up until oh, he got so the you know, the ACL injury. I mean he was he was the he was the front runner for most outstanding player, hands down. 
Oh yeah. But, but ever since know. then, I mean, we lost Condi- Tommy Condell. You know, a bunch of receivers yeah. either uh, were injured or have gone elsewhere. There have been changes to the offensive line, changes to the coaching staff. Uh, there have been a number of new bodies and new faces in this organization. And and not whether you can put that all on Caleros or not, I'm not sure. Yeah. But he has struggled since the injury. Not to mention the D line, like Brian Hall, uh, Eric Norwood, Justin Hickman. They're all gone. Yeah, but and, think of this way. I mean, Hickman's not in the league. Norwood's okay. not in the league. Brian Hall is not. I mean, I think when you when you have a player on, on your favorite team, you kind of overvalue their value, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, not to take anything away from Brian Hall. He's a, he's a good player. But I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. he's a – he's not a Ted Laurent. He's not a game-changing type of guy. Great personality, well, you know, good player, but not that – he can't take over a ball game. It was something about those guys I just mentioned about uh, last year or something where people could say Hamilton's defense is unstoppable. Yeah. And now it's like Hamilton's defense, we know how to play against them because it's the same every time. And I've noticed when they show the fans the, the lineup for the game coming up, it's been the same lineup since game one of this season except for two things. Will Hill came back from the suspension, yep. and Gable got replaced by Sherman. Yeah, there's Those been a the couple of tweaks. Changes. Yeah, there's been a couple of tweaks here and there. Uh, uh, you know, a couple in the secondary, uh, but more often than not, it's it's guys who are on special teams or who have been injured, so they can't play, obviously. And I feel like the secondary, you know, I've said it last year and the year before, they need to take time to themselves and go on the field and go away from the rest of the team and work on their own plays at their own pace because if they don't have chemistry, they're not going to do anything good together. I would agree with that, but they also need the other guys on defense to do their well, job they, as well, they, right? Yes, they do, but they need to start, they need to, because everyone keeps saying that our secondary has no experience. Yeah. And that kind of hurts, well, me for one, because. You know, to see all these other teams in the CFL have strong, tall, and um, secondary that works together, and then you see our secondary, and they give up these deep, deep passes and uh, first drive touchdowns and everything. It's like, come on. These guys are, rather, they're NFL experienced, or they've played with different CFL teams. Why is it that they come to the Hamilton Tigercats franchise and then they give up yards, they give up touchdowns, and then, you know, I'm not saying it's always their fault, but it seems like our secondary gets hurt more than anything else. Yeah, it's some some kind of curse is going on here. Hey, Alex, who's your player of the game tonight? My player of the game is um, Castillo. Sergio uh, Castillo. <laughs> he's, had, our, our kicker. he's had a great year. Yeah, I feel like he's not a Justin Medlock or anything like that, but he if he continues to keep this pace going that he has where – he didn't miss a field goal tonight, did he? No, four for four. There you go. See, if he keeps this going, I think he's going to be just with all the other kickers. Could be. Thanks for the call tonight. No problem. Got about uh, 17 minutes uh, left to play. We have uh, a number of tweets to get to. Just uh, a couple uh, before we get to Tom on the line. Hang uh, hang tight there, Tom. Uh, Joe on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, tweets, uh, can we get clarification why the Edmonton player, can't recall the name, uh, who was called for objectionable conduct, wasn't DQ'd, made contact with the ref? We were talking about that in the press box. Why? Because uh, I can't remember the name of the player either, but he bumped the official 
after he got railroaded, I think, by Jalen Saunders on a, on a massive block uh, in the end zone around the goal line. And uh, we were all looking at ourselves thinking, wait a minute here, he just bumped an official. He should be tossed. That should be a one-game suspension. Isn't that the precedent now? Joe on Twitter, one-fifth of Riley's passing yards came on the final drive. Unacceptable. Stats for how many second and 15-plus we have uh, gave up tonight. Uh, three to four. There was a lot of big second and long plays that Edmonton converted tonight. That is not a good sign for this Hamilton Tiger Cats defense. Jake on Twitter, Leonard is a baller. Chop, Abdul, and him will be deadly if it ever happens. We're all waiting for that. Abdul, Kane, and uh, Emmanuel Davis to get on the field. And who knows how far or how close Craig Butler is. But uh, that, that could be a decent secondary if those guys finally came together. Jen on Twitter saw improvement but didn't get it done. I don't know what the issue is with this team. Better get it together. And uh, Bruce on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, thanks for staying up till midnight. Player of the game, Castillo. How about this hashtag? Trade banks now. Ouch. And Laura on Twitter, remember when we thought kicking would be our issue this year? Those were simpler times. Castillo for player of the game. Let's go back to the phones. Tom is on the line. Hey, Tom, how are you? Oh. I know. It's one of those. Okay. First thing. Yes. Do you remember that Jeff Reinbold used to be the D.C. in Montreal? I do. Um, wasn't he fired from that job? Yes, he was. Okay. And he came to Hamilton and became? Special teams coordinator. And Austin repeats the mistake and lets him become the thing. They sat in the cover four practically all night. And Walter was putting Zamoni Lawrence so deep in, deep in his own coverage. Yeah, I'm not, I don't understand that. I mean, here's he's a guy a, who has all the physical machine. tools to get to he's the quarterback. A blitzer. Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're playing him deep? I know. Um, I have no faith in Ryan Bowl as, as a DC. None. Next. Yes. It's time to cut Brandon Banks. He's lost his speed. He's got to go. He's no longer Speedy B. He's unspeedy B. In my opinion, they could save the money, and then when the NFL cuts are coming, right. they Bring might in somebody be able new. to get some help. You know, there's so many of those guys out there too. I mean, yeah. there really is. They're pay- and they're paying. They're basically paying him to return kicks, and uh, he hasn't done anything well since the uh, since that holding call that we all hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. So, why not turn the page? It looks like Sanders can do the same job right now. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, there's a certain player who's trying to be a DB out in Minnesota who's going to get cut, and he'll be back. Well, how about this? I mean, this is just kickoff returns tonight. Brandon Banks had three kickoff returns. He averaged 15.3 per return. That, that's not a good number. No, it's not. Jalen Saunders had three kickoff returns as well. He averaged 21.3 per return. That's a respectable number. So something yep. is happening uh, with Brandon Banks. I'm not sure what it is. It's it's time to turn the page. And um, I believe, and if you remember, Austin has a tendency when he gets uncomfortable to quit. Well, he quit I on have, the running I game have, again. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a feeling that he'll stick this year out, and then next year he'll walk into Bob Young's office and say, I'm done. Really? He did not give us that indication at the start of the year uh, in, in the offseason season. In fact, when uh, you know we you know huddled up and, and did the old media scrum, and we said, uh, "Hey, listen, I mean, uh, 
you, you have some pieces in, in play here where you can step away from coaching. And he said, no, I, I love co- I still love doing it. I still want to continue to do it. So I don't know. Maybe a, maybe a year like this, if they do go five and thirteen or 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 four and fourteen, whatever no, the, whatever I, the record I, I is, he with, might step I agree away. With that one color, they're going to get three wins tops. Wow, that'd be scary. Three wins top. I think they'll get the first pick overall in the CFL draft. But it's looking that way. They're, but they're not difference makers anymore because if they're difference makers, they're going to be on an NFL roster. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. No, no. I get I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, to my my opinion, the CFL draft is nuts. I'll say one last thing. Yeah. All right? It's time for the CFL to change their format. In terms of what? I'd like to see them go to one division. Top four teams make the playoffs. One versus three, four versus two. We've talked about this. uh, I remember doing a bit on the Scott Radley show months, months ago. If you look at the past, let's say, ten years – uh, every every year when you look at the standings, there's going to be four Western teams at the top, and you're going to have a Western Grey Cup each and every year. And you think interest now in Ontario is low, especially in Toronto? Man, it'd be non-existent. Well, I, I'm sorry, but to me, um, I was a season ticket holder until the end, until this year. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'd rather make the trip to Detroit. Right. Who's and, your Who's uh, your player fact, of the game? Big Ted, Teddy Laurent. Yeah, he had a fantastic ball game. Tom, right, thank th- thanks for the call. Have a good one. Uh, before we go to break, let's get Sean in here. He's he's uh, on the line. He's uh, called in the fifth quarter. Sean, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you? Not too bad. Hi, I, I just want to make a, two quick points. I'm calling from work. I only was able to see the first half. Okay. I, I'm so disappointed at the way they abandoned that running game. That running back they have, Charmeyer or whatever. Ross Shurman, yeah. You know, he's got some kind of spark to him. Like, even when he gains three yards, there's something to that that I think he can break one. And, he, and I just don't, for the life of me, can't understand why they abandoned the run game. I mean, he got over 50 yards, the the home opener, and how many yards in the first half this time? You know what? They, to me, that it just sickens me. They had something going there, and this kid has a spark to him. And you know what? It's too bad that they just had to abandon that running game. I think it could have made a difference in the second half. Secondly, I think it's time to end the Austin experiment here. You know, every year, the last four since since he's began, I can't remember when he's had a winning record in the first six games of the year. And you know what? To be a to be a fan and have to endure all that, you know we, you know the fans pay good money, and you know what? They're not producing. And Bob Young, he's a businessman. And you know what? If this was a, if this was a corporate affair where they were losing profits over the course of the of the year, how long do you think his business would stay in business? You know, I, I just feel right now that his time is up. I think we should just get rid of him now before he abandons us, like the last caller said. And, Tony, he made three excellent good points. I'm sick and tired of all of our players going to other teams. When Greg Ellingson was here mm-hmm. and took over for an injured player, I forget who it was, he, he played, he, he made some tremendous catches, and he played, a, he played good football for this team. And to see him go to Ottawa, you know, that, that was another disappointing move for me. I, I thought they lost something there as well. Yeah, Sean, who's your player of the game tonight? Well, since I only seen the first half, I'm going to go with. Uh, well, I know the field goal kicker is having a pretty good year, mm-hmm. so I like to say him. But you know what? That running back. I'm going to mention that running back. I think if, for what I've seen, you know what? He's on offense, and the way the offense has been performing 
from the first game to now, I think that running back deserves a little bit of recognition. I hear you. Ross Shoyerman, uh, 10 carries, 68 yards, 6.8 per carry. Sean, thanks for the call tonight. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Wow. Let's take another break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Some final thoughts, and uh, maybe we'll get a statistic or two included. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML. Ticats go down to defeat once again tonight. They lose 31-28 to the Edmonton Eskimos to fall to 0-4. Edmonton, 4-0. and Man, a number of calls tonight. We've had a number of votes for player of the game. I think we may have set a record for the number of callers on a fifth quarter. Now, mind you, we did extend it a little bit, but uh, still very impressive on your part. Thanks to all our callers, our tweeters, and our emailers as well. And I'm still not done uh, reading some of the emails, so we'll get to some of those. A few tweets as well. This one from D. Sprague. How about a little shout-out for Will Hill? Guy can play the game when focused on D. Joe, Thundersticks and Cowbells, player of the game. Season ticket holder getting nervous. Joe from Niagara, too stressed to email. It is a stressful time, isn't it? Uh, also, Nick, hey, at Rick Samprin, I don't think I've heard anyone else say yet, but my player of the game has to be Coleman, really making Riley pay on some throws. There was, yes, already a vote for Devon Coleman as well. He had a couple of huge hits uh, in this football game. A couple of emails to get to. Uh, this one from Randy. Uh, who says, a warm Thursday night for football. This was uh, cautious optimism for me with the Tiger Cats lead for most of the game. Lots of undisciplined penalties caused by the Cats. Will Hill causing another one. The Tabby started off well and were showing some improved performance for the first half. The offense was moving a little better, although lots of missed Tiger Cat tackles. Yet the second half saw things slipping away on the scoreboard. The kicking by Castillo was effective tonight. A good special teams TD return on the blocked kick by Hughes. Also, two blocks on kicks. Let's hope for the best for Keon Lynn, a tough knee injury. Brandon Banks has lost his groove on kick returns, and getting him back into the offense may help. Ross Scheuermann uh, with excellent performance running, but they need more of his run game in the second half. Uh, it goes on and on and on, but I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. If I picked a player of the game, it would be Mike Riley, but as a rabid Cat fan, I will pick another, and that is Richard Leonard of the Cats. Leonard had a productive game. And an email from Alan from uh, St. Catharines. I thought we didn't have a bad game, but it wasn't great. I don't know why people think we need a coaching change. I think we will get there, I hope anyways. I know some plays are questionable, but Zach Caleros is not the same player he was years ago. It was nice to see him running. It's another weapon we need to utilize more if nothing is open. He's throwing in double and triple coverage. There's been some excellent catches by Saunders and Collins tonight. Under great coverage, Ross Shoreman plays quite well at running back. Um, his player of the game is Ted Laurent. Huge thanks once again to all our fans for calling in, tweeting, and uh, making this a great show. One more tweet from Andrew. It's not Austin, it's Potassic. And players taking dumb penalties when it matters most. Ticats, oh, and uh, throwing into triple coverage with one minute to go. Uh, thanks to Will Erskine, our technical producer as well. My name's Rick Samprin. We're back on the air after Hamilton is in Calgary on Saturday, July 29th. It's a 9.30 p.m. Eastern start time. We will be on the air just after 12.30. You've been listening to The Fifth Quarter on AM 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.